Hey, this is Dr. Eric, and I just want to let you know about my gut healing bundle for those with thyroid and autoimmune thyroid conditions. This includes SMT Probio, which is a probiotic with 18 well-researched strains, Enzymes Plus, which not only includes digestive enzymes, but betaine, HCL, and ox bile, and SMT GI Restore, which is a stevia-free formulation that has multiple nutrients and herbs that have been proven to help support the healing of the gut. To learn more about this, you can visit guthealingbundle.com. Hey, this is Dr. Eric. And in this Q&A episode, I am going to answer the question, what are the biggest struggles for those with Graves' disease? So I am going to focus on three different factors, three things that I consider to be some of the biggest struggles. And I would say number one is dealing with the symptoms associated with hyperthyroidism. The symptoms associated with hyperthyroidism can be quite impactful on one's life. And I know that was the case when I dealt with Graves' disease. I experienced some of the classic symptoms, elevated resting heart rate, heart palpitations. In my case, I lost a lot of weight. I realized that's not the case with everyone. Some people gain weight, but either way, losing weight, gaining weight could be stressful and the anxiety associated with hyperthyroidism, insomnia. And I can't say I experienced all these symptoms. I mean, I don't think the anxiety was too bad. And I really didn't experience sleep issues other than the heart palpitations being very noticeable at night. But for the most part, I slept through them. But for some people, that's not the case. But the symptoms, I mean, the symptoms really could be stressful just the elevated resting heart rate by itself, the cardiac symptoms, but then when you throw in the weight fluctuations, whether you're losing weight like I did or gaining weight and the anxiety and the sleep issues. And then on top of that, this isn't directly related to the hyperthyroidism, but thyroid eye disease, which is very common with Gravesy. So if someone is having eye symptoms on top of the hyperthyroid symptoms, that is a big struggle. I think that would be my number one struggle. What I would say is the number one struggle with not just when I was dealing with grays, but working with others. Now, a second struggle with those with graves, and arguably for some people, this is the biggest struggle, even more than dealing with the hyperthyroid symptoms, is the fear associated with receiving radioactive iodine or thyroid surgery. And a good number of endocrinologists will bring this up right away in the initial consultation. Some of them will be willing, actually many endocrinologists will be willing to recommend antithyroid medication to write a prescription for antithyroid medication, but they very well might bring up radioactive iodine or thyroid surgery as an option as well, or an option later on. And then there are some endocrinologists who will bring it up right away and they'll recommend it right away, not just bring it up, but we'll say, well, Antithyroid medication isn't a solution. It's not a permanent solution, which is true. Many times it's not a permanent solution because it's not addressing a cause of the problem. There are some people that get into remission taking antithyroid medication, but a lot of times the people will relapse. So that's why some endocrinologists will pressure people or at least bring it up. I mean, it depends. Some will pressure people. Others will just bring it up and strongly suggest radioactive iodine or thyroid surgery. But a lot of endocrinologists will recommend, let's say, 18 months to 24 months of methimazole, and then they'll 
set the clock and, and they'll say after 18 to 24 months, if the person's not in remission, they'll need to choose between radioactive iodine thyroid surgery, or if they get into remission and then relapse, same thing. But in that first case scenario where someone just was recently diagnosed with Graves, let's say, and then they're put on the antithyroid medication and they're told that you have 18 months or 24 months to get into remission, for a lot of people, that could be stressful and a struggle to try to get into remission. And again, when most people try to get into remission, they're not really doing much other than taking the medication. But as you know, my goal is to try to help people address the cost of the problem, not just rely on the medication. Again, I do have a good amount of people who take antithyroid medication. Many of you know when I dealt with Graves, I took herbs, I took bugleweed to help along with motherwort. So there are other options, but for some people, the the herbs aren't effective and others, they just don't know about it. So they put on the medication and then they learn about me, but they're already on the medication. And if someone's tolerating, well, I'm not going to tell them, even if I was able to tell them to stop, I wouldn't tell someone stop taking the meds and to take the herbs. We just don't know. And, and majority of people, they're effective, but not in everybody. And side effects are common with antithyroid medication. That's not the case with everybody. So that would be the second biggest struggle, the fear of receiving radioactive iodine or thyroid surgery. And again, for some people, this is the main struggle. And then I would say a third struggle that is very common is the negativity of most endocrinologists. So this kind of ties into what I just mentioned about a lot of endocrinologists pressuring people into getting radioactive iodine or strongly suggesting radioactive iodine thyroid surgery. And not just this, but most endocrinologists, if someone were to bring up diet or stress management or taking supplements, doing things to heal the gut, the majority, or again, I would say most of them, not just the majority, but but I would say like 90, 95% of endocrinologists, if asked, would diet make any impact, would have any cha- cause any positive changes in those with Graves' disease, 90, 95% would say no. And the same applies when it comes to healing the gut or doing things to manage stress. And I understand, I mean, that it does come down to that background, but it's just that there's a lot of negativity. I'd like to think if I was in their shoes, I might say, well, changing your diet, I haven't seen it help anybody, but Eating a healthy diet is good for your overall health. It's not going to hurt, so it's worth giving it a try. But a lot of endocrinologists will just say flat out no, that there's no positive benefits to making dietary changes or doing anything else to improve your health. So that would be my third biggest struggle that I would say that is very common for people to bring up. And there might be others that I'm not thinking of right now. I mean, I'm sure there are others that are common But these are the three that come to mind. So again, just to summarize, uh, three of the biggest struggles that people have with Graves' disease, dealing with the hyperthyroid symptoms, the fear of receiving radioactive iodine and thyroid surgery, and the negativity of most endocrinologists. Now, as far as how to overcome these struggles, so when dealing with the hyperthyroid symptoms, of course, you want to do things to manage the symptoms. And again, if you need to take the medication, that's fine. There's also the natural herbs, and I have at least one episode where I focus on the herbs, but there are others where I talk about other herbs, like not just herbs, but L-carnitine and lemon balm. So definitely check out other episodes in my podcast. And of course, while managing the symptoms, you want to do things ideally to address the underlying costs. 
of the problem, which again, I talk about in other episodes. So that's what you want to do in order to help deal with the hyperthyroid symptoms. As far as the fear of receiving radioactive iodine or thyroid surgery, I understand that might be in the back of your mind, even if you're taking a natural treatment approach, it still might be something that you're concerned about. And, you know, I can't say I didn't think about it at all when I was dealing with Graves' disease, but I just tried to be optimistic and I felt strongly that I was doing the right thing, trying to address the cause of the problem and was confident that I would avoid radioactive iodine thyroid surgery. You know, and most people do. Most people that I work with, or I won't say most people will listen to this podcast. I don't know. I can't, don't keep track of everybody who listens to this podcast, but most people I work with end up avoiding radioactive iodine thyroid surgery. So it's definitely possible to avoid radioactive iodine thyroid surgery. It's not just my story, but the story of many others who I've worked with. So I definitely would try to have a positive mindset. And then as far as the negativity of most endocrinologists, I could say, well, look for a different endocrinologist, but most of them are negative. So there's a good chance you would switch to another one and they might also be negative. But just remember, you're only seeing them every now and then, maybe at the most once a month and for some people every two to three months. So I would just try to be positive, try to deal with it and realize that they are going to be negative. You don't want them to discourage you, even though, again, a lot of times they'll do a good job. But just understand that they're not trying to be negative. It just comes down to their training. So that's probably the best advice when it comes to dealing with endocrinologists is, yeah, I mean, you could definitely try to switch to someone if someone is really negative and really pressuring to receive radioactive iodine. It's not going to hurt to try to switch to someone else. But just keep in mind that it's common to to work with an endocrinologist who is negative towards natural treatment methods, you know, even just diet, just even making diet and lifestyle changes alone. Most of them won't have anything positive to say. So just keep that in mind and just don't let it discourage you. I mean, there are some negative people in this world and endocrinologists, I don't want to say all of them fall into this category. I, I've interviewed, I interviewed Dr. Angela Maza. We spoke about radio frequency ablation and she very nice, very positive. So again, I'm not saying every endocrinologist is negative, but a lot of them are. So just keep that in mind. So that is my response to the question, what are the biggest struggles for those with Graves' disease? So again, I named three of them, dealing with the hypothyroid symptoms, the fear of receiving radioactive iodine or thyroid surgery, as well as the negativity of most endocrinologists. So I hope you found this Q&A episode to be super valuable. And as usual, I look forward to catching you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Save My Thyroid podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure you hit subscribe to stay up to date on the latest thyroid health-related topics. And to get your free thyroid and immune health restoration action points checklist, visit SaveMyThyroidChecklist.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to let you know about a product called Hepatomune Supreme, which is a unique supplement that has a rare combination of N-acetylcysteine, also known as NAC, milk thistle, and schisandra to support the liver. And it also has a few mushrooms that can help support the immune system, including cordyceps, which has both immune modulating and adaptogenic properties and is great for those with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's. To learn more about Hepatomune Supreme, visit SaveMyThyroid.com forward slash liver support.